With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is The Crossover, an NBA show hosted by Sports Illustrated's Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. It's a whole new level for you and me, Chris, this relationship. Like and subscribe for the best weekly NBA content these two are capable of. What does that mean? Could be the best duo ever. I don't see how you can beat that. Here they are, Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. And we are back. Crossover NBA podcast, Chris Mannix and Howard Beck. And Howard, it has been all of two days since we broke down the Kyrie Irving trade demand. Speculated wildly on where he might be uh, uh, headed. And uh, turns out, Howard, I was right. Said the Dallas Mavericks. They were the team Kyrie Irving was going to wind up with. I didn't believe it was going to happen on Monday or really break on Sunday, I guess you should say. Uh, But uh, Kyrie Irving has a new home. So uh, we're going to have a lot to talk about this pod. We will indeed. And yeah, the the lapsed time from trade demand becoming public to execution of the trade, much quicker than I thought. And I know the trade deadline was bearing down and all that, but I did not expect uh, a Sunday afternoon execution of that deal, which by the way, as we tape this right now on Monday afternoon is not official. Uh, We can talk about why that might be, too. Yeah, I mean, whenever a trade that gets reported isn't uh, made official a few hours, even the next day, you start to wonder if the teams involved are going to get a third team involved or a fourth team involved to try to expand the deal. Happens all the time in the NBA. Uh, I believe the next game that Kyrie could potentially play for Dallas would be in Utah. I believe that's on Wednesday. So he's got a little bit of a wiggle room here to make something happen. But uh, for right now, that deal is not done. But we do expect it to get done. Um, some combination of players and picks. Right now, as the deal stands, Kyrie Irving is going to Dallas. Dorian Finney-Smith, Spencer Dinwiddie, a 2029 first-round pick, and a couple of second-round picks going back uh, to uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Now, let's start from the Nets' side 
of all this, Howard. Um, they moved pretty slowly, or deliberately, I should say, in the offseason when discussing deals for Kevin Durant. Um, really more than a month was spent talking to teams, sifting through deals. Ultimately, they weren't able to get a deal done. This Kyrie deal came together in a matter of days, and that tells me that whatever happened in this last round of contract talks and Kyrie's decision to leak it and then not be available to play, whoever's decision that was on Saturday, uh, that feels like the straw that broke the camel's back to me. You were in the building in Barclays on Saturday. What kind of vibe were you getting there? And I will be back there again uh Tonight and Tuesday night, uh, because they have home games this whole time. So they're, they're, they are definitely waiting on those guys. The vibe, it was interesting. You know, the Nets have always had kind of a complicated relationship with Kyrie, right? And when I say the Nets, that could be front office, ownership, locker room, coaches. And there have been three since Kyrie arrived. It's a complicated thing. Kyrie's got a certain magnetism to him and a charisma. And as you know, there's kind of a divide in this league. If you talk to players... Players all speak, for the most part, very glowingly about Kyrie Irving. If you talk to front offices, they talk about him like he's, you know, a pariah and, you know, a, 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 a toxic element that you don't want any part of for a lot of teams. And the fact is, and, and you used the right word in your column on this, desperate, that there were multiple teams interested in Kyrie Irving. It wasn't so much about, you know, any, any measure of faith in Kyrie Irving other than in his talent, it's more about the desperation and the fact that, frankly, if it doesn't work out, he can walk and maybe you're fine to let him walk. So, you know, the, the vibe the other night was was kind of this, you know, and you know how this is. It's all managed. Everybody's no one's going to say anything. They're not going to sell out Kyrie Irving. Players don't do that to each other in this league. You don't air out the dirty laundry and you don't, you know, even though he is clearly by definition abandoned the Nets made a trade uh, off uh, demand, wasn't in uniform, left them shorthanded again, as he's left them shorthanded so many times in the last few years. No one's going to call him out for that. It's just not what you do. Uh, they had a great win. Cam Thomas went out of his mind, scored, you know, 44 points, whatever it was. And that's fine. They beat a shorthanded Wizards team. Look, the bottom line is this. This Nets team, as constructed, with Kevin Durant waiting in the wings getting healed, getting ready to come back from that knee injury, still feel like they have a shot. They have a chance to do something. And the key indicator of that is the way that is the, the trade that they made. You know, the Nets could have gone for more draft capital somewhere else, specifically with that Lakers offer, but they went for players who could help immediately. Now, put a pin in that because I don't know if Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith are going to ultimately stay in Brooklyn or not. We can come back to that. But assuming that, that it's just a straight-up two-team trade and those guys stay, those are players that Kevin Durant can win with right now. They're not as good as Kyrie Irving, but you've you've made your team overall stronger, and those guys are more reliable than Kyrie Irving. And one of them, Finney Smith, is one of the best 3 and D guys in the league, one of the better perimeter defenders, period, in the league. So if, if they thought they needed to tear down, if they thought that trading Kyrie Irving meant step one toward a complete teardown because now Kevin Durant's not going to want to be here, we'll have to trade him too, th that's obviously not the case. They are keeping Kevin Durant for the foreseeable future. They're committed to trying to improve the team around him. Although I still have questions about where that ends up after the season. Because if this team is not good enough in terms of just sheer talent with just one star in Durant, and that is all they've got in, in, in terms of stars. You know, Kyrie's gone and Ben Simmons is not a star anymore. 
if if it's yeah. just Kevin Durant, you now you're back to the to the same question in the offseason. Is it enough? And will Durant renew his trade de- uh, demand then? Yeah, the reporting on on all this was all over the place. Frankly, um, I, I let's let's pick it apart, right? Ultimately, the the Nets settled on the Mavericks deal, which I do think is a good one. I do think that, however, this all shakes out, Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith are going to wind up in Brooklyn. I, I think the question is. Can the Nets, who really don't have much need for that 2029 first-round pick, then can they use that pick to go get another player? They also have a 70 a 76ers pick they could potentially play with. So can they combine some draft picks to get more talent? And you mentioned it. Finney Smith, excellent wing defender. One of the best in the NBA. Spencer Dinwiddie, look, say what you want about was Spencer Dinwiddie enough to play uh, to to be Luka Doncic's sidekick. Guy averaged like 18 points a game. Like, that's not nothing. And talking to people in Dallas uh, over the last couple of days, like, you know, they liked Spencer Dinwiddie. They liked what they, he was giving them uh, this year. So you're getting back NBA-ready players, rotation players that can help you right now. What this does do is it places an enormous amount of pressure on Kevin Durant to be great every night that he comes back. Some nights, you, you know, he could get away with being a little bit less than Kevin Durant because Kyrie was there to pick up the slack. Offensively, this guy is going to make this team go. He's got to be a scorer. He's got to be a facilitator. Um, he's got to be everything on the offensive side of the floor. But if he can be, and look, he, he has been for most of his healthy games this season, it's a pretty good team. Like, they're going to be able to throw waves of defenders at you, whether it's Finney Smith uh, uh, Royce O'Neal, who's had a pretty solid year. Ben Simmons, if he can never fix his offensive issues, still a pretty good defensive player. So um, you're going to be able to do some things. And in the Eastern Conference, whether it's Tatum and Brown in Boston, James Harden in Philadelphia, Jimmy Butler and Tyler Hero in Miami, go to Chris Middleton in Milwaukee, you're going to have to defend perimeter guys. You need to have guys that can 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 really make those guys work. And the Nets all of a sudden kind of have those guys. So I think they made out as good as they possibly could because, look, the Lakers clearly were willing to part with Russell Westbrook, some combination of draft picks. Russell Westbrook does nothing for Brooklyn right now. I have a hard time believing that they would have even kept him around if they acquired him. They might have just bought him out and you know used the roster spot for, for somebody else. Um, I don't buy... Phoenix being involved in this as much as was reported. You know, my understanding was that there was definitely conversations with with the Nets about some form of a deal, but the idea that like a Chris Paul, Jay Crowder picks deal was actually proffered, I'm not so sure I'd buy that. I don't think the Clippers were in it either. Like, I don't think the Clippers were going to put Trey Mann in a deal for Kyrie Irving. And, you know, what else is there? You know, you don't really want Luke Kennard if you're, uh, if you're the Nets. It doesn't really do a lot for you. So this... I think this deal, given the time constraints and given what the Nets were after, was the best they could possibly do. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I absolutely do. Especially given what their priority was. Again, players who could help immediately. The Lakers did not have that. The Lakers outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis are basically a roster of 7th, 8th, and ninth men. They have three starters on any given night who probably would not start for any other decent team in the league. And so they just, you know, if the Nets are trying to 
keep this thing going, right? Like they are still in a strong position in the East. Kevin Durant will be back and healthy soon. They certainly believe they've got a shot to still do some damage in the playoffs and show Kevin Durant that they're viable. You needed players like Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith. There is no two-player combination on the Lakers outside of LeBron and Anthony Davis who could do what Spencer Dinwiddie and Dorian Finney-Smith will do for the Nets. In the case of the Clippers, it's about you know who they were willing to trade or not trade, as you, as you alluded to. In the case of the Suns, and Monty Williams was just on the record a little while ago out in Phoenix telling beat writers there that you know, he's he's upset that that Chris Paul's name was put put out there and he doesn't think there's anything to it. And, I don't and think that that's spin either. Like, I really don't think that's spin. Yeah. Like, again, I had heard about conversations with the two teams, but like, think about it, like, just objectively. If you're Phoenix and yeah, Chris Paul's on the back nine right now, maybe the back three at this moment. But like, are you really going to swap out Kyrie Irving for Chris Paul at the midway point of this season like that? That just doesn't – I can't quite wrap my head around that idea. There's, it, neither side of that would have made sense to me, by the way. So in the in the Nets case, you get Chris Paul really at the back end of his career, showing all the signs of wear and tear. Not a guy who can do the things that Kyrie does in terms of taking some of the offensive pressure off of Kevin Durant because Chris Paul, even at his best, was never really a go-to scorer. Phenomenal floor general, but – you know, he's, 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 he's wearing down. He's, it, we're getting close to the end here. So that, so if you're buying yourself time as the Nets, he's not buying you much time. Jay Crowder hasn't played in a year. Who knows what he's going to look like. And by the way, as much as he's been at times, a very good three and D player, it's sometimes he's not been like, I don't know what, what the next team who gets Jay Crowder is actually getting. So that's not that attractive of an offer without the picks. And again, the picks don't help the Nets right now, unless they're redirecting them somewhere. And on the flip side of that, the Suns, the Suns' entire revival the last few years is about, you know, 20% Monty Williams and 80% Chris Paul. You know, play with those percentages as you will. It's those two guys. But without Chris Paul, they do not rise from lottery team that Devin, you know, where Devin Booker is looked at as just an empty stats guy for all those years to suddenly being a power in, in the West and a, guy, and a team that made the, the, uh, the finals. That's Chris Paul. They're going to trade one of the consummate leaders at the position in Chris Paul for Kyrie, one of the consummate wild cards. I, I don't, that did not pass the smell test to me. I'm not saying that those conversations didn't happen. I'm not saying they weren't maybe willing to do it, but man, there's something about that just struck me as weird throughout. But yeah, under the circumstances, under duress, I think the Nets did about as well as they could. Um, it's hard to get fair value, even when a player is not as tarnished as Kyrie Irving is. But Getting a couple of players who could not, and not just those two players, like getting the an unprotected future pick from the Mavericks, given that by 2029, who knows, Luca may be playing in LA or New York or Chicago or somewhere. I don't know. Um, they did pretty well, and and to have more draft capital to then play with is advantageous. And then I'll just I just want to add this before I forget. So the deal isn't final as of the as of us sitting here recording. Maybe it will go through final while we are recording. But it's not at the moment. I do think they are looking around to see if other teams want to get involved. I have heard suggestions, and I'm going to leave it as light as possible so that the aggregators don't go nuts with this if it doesn't happen. I've heard suggestions that the Nets are going to try to redirect some pieces to Toronto to get OG Ananobi. Um, now, it's not the first time they've been linked to them, so that's not exactly you know a, a massive newsflash that they might want Ananobi or Van Vliet or, or even Siakam, if the Raptors would part with them. 
would not be shocking to anybody. But I, I have been, it's been suggested to me within the last few hours that the Nets were specifically trying to redirect some part of this trade uh, in order to loop in the, the Raptors and try to get Ananobi. That would be a phenomenal pickup. Um, we'll see where this all ends up. The bottom line is, given everything that the, the Nets have been through, that Kyrie Irving specifically has put them through, and given that they now had were on the clock to trade him or deal with not trading him and, and what what he would, you know, who knows what he, where his head would be on Friday if he were still in a Nets uniform, they did pretty well under the circumstances. Yeah, I agree. Be interesting if they can find a way to make it work with Ananobi. He's one of the most coveted guys on the trade market right now. 25 years old, two-way player, uh, good three-point shooter, under a good contract at the moment. There are a number of teams that are trying to pry him loose uh, from Toronto. Another tough team to deal with Toronto. They uh, they oftentimes find themselves on the right end of a lot of these deals, so we'll see what happens um, with that. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let's look at it from Dallas's perspective now. The Mavericks, who, you know, as like I said, as of the other day, I thought they were the leader in the clubhouse, mostly because they reeked of desperation as much or more than any of the potential suitors out there. I mean, the Mavs can say what they want about not being concerned about 
Luka Doncic's headspace, and Luka wanted to be there, and they can point to his contract, which runs through 25-26. There's real concern in Dallas about finding ways to make that team better, if for no other reason, to show Luka that they're trying. Because for the last couple of years, most of the talent has been outgoing and not incoming in Dallas. I mean, Kristaps Porzingis was not the greatest fit next to Doncic, but he's playing pretty well right now in in Washington, did he play last night? I didn't. Didn't I? Didn't even watch the Nets game last night. I didn't, no, but he's been. He's got had some decent numbers in Washington this year. Uh, Jalen Brunson been great in New York. Like they let him walk away for nothing. So there's definitely some some trepidation in Dallas about. You know, we got to make sure that Luca is is all in on what we're doing here, uh, or else we could get to a point. Two years left in his contract, he could come to us and say, "Look, I'm not going to resign." And then where are we? So. You bring in Kyrie Irving. Um, look at it from Dallas's point of view. Uh, is this a good move, smart decision by the Mavericks? Man, <laughs> big exhale. As I said, you used the right word earlier, desperate. Um, you're always on the clock in this league, especially in this era where superstars do not hesitate to force trades with multiple years left or leave as free agents. Um, when you have a young superstar, as the Mavericks have with Luka, as the Bucks did with Giannis before he signed his big extension a couple of years back. You are on the clock. You are under pressure always to make sure that those guys have the best surrounding cast, that they've got a chance to, to win immediately, especially if you're not in one of the destination markets. Now, Dallas is not a small market by any stretch. I think it's a top five market possibly in the NBA in terms of, of, of the you know Nielsen market size and all that stuff. But it's not LA and it's not New York. It's not Miami. It's not the destination markets. The Mavericks and they have never notoriously. Been a- yeah, you got about to say it, but they notoriously yeah. <laughs> miss on free agents every <laughs> single year. It's wild for a team owned by Mark Cuban in a pretty big market. They cannot get anyone big to sign in, there in a in a nice city to live with good climate overall. Uh, no state income tax, right? Like. They should be free agent players, and you know, year after year, de- over the decades, all the Dirk years, now all the Luca years, it's it's really tough. So, given that that they might make a bold trade for a star instead, look, they 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 took a roll of the dice on Kristaps Porzingis when he was still recovering from the ACL because they saw a young one-time All Star uh, who was what twenty-two years old or whatever, and said that might be the guy to be the the running mate for Luka Doncic. Didn't work out. They flip him for. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis Bertans, and now they flipped Dinwiddie for Kyrie Irving. So, it, you know, at least along the way, they've they've gotten to uh, to bring in another star in Kyrie, albeit one with a lot of issues. I don't love it for the Mavericks. Um, I, I, I like I, they've got to be gritting their teeth. They just have to be. I don't care how much Nico Harrison, the GM, has a relationship with Kyrie from Nico's days at Nike. I don't care how much Jason Kidd was the guy that Kyrie Irving looked up to and idolized as a kid because he was a Nets fan and Jason Kidd. None of these things matter. They really don't. Kyrie's Kyrie's relationship with or or, or uh, admiration of LeBron James certainly didn't matter when he forced his way out of there. And and his admiration for the Boston Celtics organization didn't matter. And his admiration for Kevin Durant and his friendship with Kevin Durant didn't matter. Nothing matters when it comes to Kyrie Irving. So I don't want to hear he's got this, you know, relationships with Kidd, Nico Harrison, the custodian at the American Airlines Arena. It doesn't matter. Um, They are taking a huge risk. He can walk as a free agent if he doesn't extend. He's going to want a four-year max that the Nets, I think, smartly did not want to give him. He comes with a lot of baggage. We've seen how unreliable he is. 
as I've written before, and I'll say it again, there are GMs in this league who will tell you, I wouldn't trade him for my fifth. I wouldn't give up my 15th man for Kyrie because as talented as he is, they just see him as too risky, too unreliable, too much of a wild card. And so now the Mavericks in their desperation have said, well, we got to get Luca somebody. This is the guy who's available. It didn't cost them a ton relative to, to Kyrie's talent. And if it works out, great. If it doesn't, I mean, that's one more step toward a disaster because yes, they'll have some cap room this summer. But again, as we just established, they're not, they haven't been a free agent destination. And I don't know where else you go from here. And now you've given up future draft capital besides. Um, it's, it, it is a huge, huge gamble by the Mavericks. I don't think this makes them contenders in the West, even though the West is wide open. Um, and they were already a team that had backslid tremendously on the defensive side. It was defense that carried them to the conference finals last year, Chris. And this version of the Mavericks is a bottom third team in defensive efficiency. And trading your best perimeter defender in Dorian Finney-Smith and acquiring a usually a net zero on defense. He tries sometimes. When Kyrie tries, he can be he can, uh, can be really good. But you, you've yeah, just... Really, really good, really good might be a stretch. Really good might... I don't think he's ever been really good. He's been uh, average. In any case. Very, average. They, they have just intentionally weakened their defense, which was already a problem, in order to supercharge their offense and take a little bit of pressure off of Luka. And that's the right thing, by the way. Like, you don't want to burn Luka out, and you don't want your offense falling off a cliff every time Luka goes to the bench or gets hurt. Kyrie does some things for them, but he's not fixing their defense, and I'm very curious to see if the Mavs have other moves in, in them their before de- Their defense, Howard, is looks on paper like it's going to be awful. Like, truly awful. Because Luka and Kyrie even at their best, are average defenders at their best. And there's no back line of defense there. Like, Christian Wood is a bad defensive player. Well, that's your McGee. three best offensive players, right? The three guys <laughs> who you absolutely want on the court for their offense and the three guys who make your team good or relevant in the first place are, are also the three guys who keep you from being a good defensive team. I'd settle for an average defensive team. I, I'd settle for a middle-of-the-pack defensive team. They're a bad defensive team with this group of players. And... Maybe there's another deal to be had. They've got some draft capital there. Christian Wood on an expiring contract that may not want to roll the dice and he's just going to walk away for nothing. But this is not a team that's going to get any stops in the playoffs. Just not. Now, maybe they can outscore teams because they do have the most dynamic offensive backcourt in the NBA, clearly. Uh, and I include Stephen Clay in that mix. But they they are not going to get stops against anybody with this team. So... You know, they gave away Dorian Finney-Smith in the deal. If you go back and watch the uh, like the series against Phoenix, Dorian Finney-Smith played really well against Devin Booker in that series. Like, he's an asset for them. And you're already kind of seeing, this happens all the time. It just happened with the Minnesota deal with Utah. You're already seeing kind of the, you know, the, the strategic leaks uh, coming out of, of certain camps. Like, uh, you know, the, the Mavericks are thrilled they were able to hold on to Josh Green. Like, we kept Josh Green in that mix. That reminds me of the Timberwolves. So happy they kept Jaden McDaniels in that deal uh, with Utah. Yeah, Walker Kessler, but he's pretty damn good. Um, you know, Kyrie is going to bring free agents to our direction. Kyrie can fit into our organizational structure. It's all flowers right now. But I look at this team as being dynamic offensively and brutal defensively. Brutally bad on the defensive end. That is not a recipe uh, for success uh, in this league. So, I mean, like you, I understand it. I, I They were desperate. And if it works out with Kyrie, 
great. You've got a soon-to-be 31-year-old all-star starter, all-NBA level player who can be Luka's number two for the next three years or so. Um, If it doesn't, theoretically, you could open up max cap space. You can make a run at Chris Middleton, Fred Van Vliet. Some of the guys are going to be available this summer. So I I can see the calculus in the head of the Mavericks, but I ended my column today, Howard, as we record this on Monday, with the you know famous line that's often attributed to Albert Einstein, but it really isn't. Like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Kyrie Irving like blew up Cleveland, ended a franchise's championship uh, chance for multiple championships. He wreaked havoc in that Boston locker room and eventually left like eight months after saying to the Boston crowd in the preseason that he was going to be there forever, like filming a commercial about how he was going to be in Boston forever. He signs with Brooklyn. He says, I'm never leaving seven, talking about Kevin Durant, and here we are, like with Kyrie, days before the trade deadline, pulling a purely selfish move, like He told his teammates, I'm a curse. He told his teammates, fuck you in this situation. Like, it's about me. I need to make sure that I get my contract. The Nets were not going to guarantee him the kind of money that he wanted to get. So he said, I want out. You know, despite the fact this Nets team with Kevin Durant won 18 of the last 20, despite the fact that they went 12 and 1 in the month of December, he said, forget it. This is about me. So if you're Dallas, you're taking this guy on. Like, you have to have real short-term memory (laughs) like to not be terrified that this could work out the exact same way have to and let's be clear like you know did Kyrie Irving as a as an individual as a business person have a right to say I want to be traded because the Nets aren't going to give me the offer I want or the contract I want therefore I want to go somewhere where I can sure okay that that's fine if you want to justify it and say that Kyrie Irving had the right to do that or it's understandable that he's looking out for his own financial best interests is it okay fine if you want to let's put that aside then let's go back one Uh, if you want to say that Kyrie Irving has the right to use his social media accounts to promote whatever films however offensive and and awful they might be He's got the right to do that. And you want to go back a little further and you want to say Kyrie Irving has the right to refuse this vaccine that everybody else in the NBA took. But okay, that's a personal choice. And if he's not comfortable, okay, fine. The problem is you keep stacking these things up. And in every single case, Kyrie Irving has made a decision that is for his own benefit and at the expense of his teammates. At the expense of the team that signed him. Yes! And that signs his paychecks. At the expense of his teammates. At the expense of his coaches. At the expense of everybody who earns a living based on him, that these are their livelihoods also. And this gets lost when people start contorting themselves to try to justify or rationalize Kyrie Irving's moves and then paint him as some sort of martyr, which he is not. He's, this is a team sport. Yes, it's also a business. Yes, every individual on a team in the NBA is, an, is, a, is a business unto themselves. But they are interconnected. Their fates and their careers and their paychecks are all interconnected and rely on each other. And at the end of the day, it is also a sport. Yes, it's a business. It is also a sport. And in sports, you need teammates and you need to work together to win. That's what we sit here talking about all day, every day. And Kyrie Irving keeps choosing himself. 
over everybody around him. I don't know how you can define that as anything other than a bad teammate. Not saying he's a bad person. I'm not saying he's a bad human being. I'm not even saying he's a bad friend to Kevin Durant, although I think Kevin Durant, you know, has odd definitions of what makes a good friend. But he was a bad teammate for Kevin Durant and for everybody else in that locker room because he kept leaving them shorthanded at all the worst times. All the worst times. <laughs> like, it is... It's it's unbelievable. Like, th- th- this decision to ask for a trade was entirely about him trying to salvage and get something out of the damage that he caused. Like, if Kyrie had not pulled the stunts he did last year, kind of refusing to take the vaccine, we wouldn't be here. If he had not tweeted out a film that had anti-Semitic tropes, we wouldn't be here. The Nets love the talent of Kyrie Irving. They would have no problem committing to the talent of Kyrie Irving. What they they didn't want, or at least they didn't want without protections, is everything that went with Kyrie Irving. And I don't blame them for that. And Kyrie... Like, also, I don't mean to just, you know, I understand reporting out stories like this is hard, but the idea that Kyrie was going to turn down a max-level $200 million contract because he was offended by the stipulations the Nets put in is ridiculous. If the Nets had slid him a contract and said, here, no contingencies, no protections, $200 million guaranteed the next four years, he would have signed that with a Sharpie. Like, come on. I... Look, I understand people are telling you people's things. That's ridiculous. Like, that does not even pass the smell test, like, much less any other uh, test. So, look, Mavericks, Godspeed. Like, if it works out, you know, maybe the fifth time is the fifth, fourth, fourth time is the charm for Kyrie Irving. But I just, you know, this has happened too many times not to believe it's going to end badly. And he could wind up walking. Like, look, he wants to play for the Lakers. It's pretty clear on that count. Um, Lakers don't look like they have the cap space right now, but if they decide to jettison Rui Hachimura, everybody can get there. It's like Daryl Morey used to once say, or, uh, you know, you only have cap space. You don't have cap space till you do. So they can create some, some flexibility there. By the way, this idea that like, because I keep seeing this written where it's like, well, and the Lakers, you know, because they want to keep Rui Hachimura, if they have to renounce the rights to Rui Hachimura to sign right. Kyrie Irving or another star, of course they're going to do it. Like, stop, please. It's he's he's, he's a Look, fine I, player. I wrote but. that too. Like, I wrote that the Lakers have some, you know, that they they want to keep Hachimura, but ultimately, if it means Kyrie or Hachimura, yeah. they're going to go and, and get Kyrie Irving. And there's always another move you can make. You can always offload a guy to a team with cap room or or whatever. Obviously, usually you do that by inducing them with picks, which the Lakers are at a shortage of at the moment, but. Uh, they they would find a way, and Kyrie, as much as he says he's all about wanting a four year max, if he could get to the to, to close enough and go and go to the Lakers, which is you know his desired destination, then he would do it. So, um, you know, I, I just the Lakers part of this, by the way, like Le- while we've been doing doing this, LeBron has has gone on with Michael Wilbon on ESPN to say how disappointed he is, which you know obviously no surprise there, but. Uh, just worth worth noting that LeBron is on the record specifically about uh, that. That's one of him. those like I, I don't know that LeBron has a leg to stand on because he lobbied for Westbrook, and because of the Westbrook deal, the Lakers didn't have the win now piece. Like if the Lakers had Kuzma and KCP and sure. draft picks, they might have been able to get the deal done. Like, well, if the Lakers still had Kuzma and KCP. And they wouldn't do the picks. deal. Was, yeah. You're right. They, they wouldn't be in such a desperate position in the first place. Like, come on. Yeah. 
Like, this so. is... I, I, I'm going to have to go watch that interview. I hope, I, hope, I hope our friend Michael Wilbon pushed back on that a little bit. Like, you can't be... You can't be disappointed if you contributed to it. And, like, I know people in that Laker organization, like, LeBron realized pretty quick uh, last year that this was not good. Like, that this was... That this Russ experiment was not going to work out. But he was a driving force behind that deal getting done. It does not happen without LeBron James's uh, influence and, at the very least, stamp of approval. That's... That's the way it goes, and that's why they're in the position right now. Maybe they get in this offseason. I don't know, but you know, this looks like the Laker team that's going to finish out, uh, finish out the rest of the year. All right, Howard, we will be back Thursday with the whole crew, right? The Megapod. The crew, you and me, Megapod. The uh, trade deadline is 3 p.m. on Thursday. We are going to record at 4 p.m. on Thursday and hopefully get you a pod by 5 or 6 p.m., on Thursday. So uh, stick around for that. And uh, yeah, we will see you then. Always a pleasure, my friend. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.